Over 30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House. And it's the 10 o'clock hour, our open home hour. Whenever you, the Arizona homeowner, want to talk about your home, castle, or cabin, one 767 4348 That's 1-888-ROSIE for you. When the auto attendant answers, just hit number one. It'll bypass the message, get you right into the studio. Text questions can be sent to 411-923, and you can email info at rosieonthehouse.com. If you need to snap a picture to describe the project you're looking on, working on, uh, you can send that to info at rosieonthehouse.com. A little follow-up from last week. We started this 10 o'clock hour with a little a little rant on review services and why we use the guild quality because oh, oh, yeah. of how they verify this contractor did work on this home and then they do have an open comment and review form but you're, you're also measured how is the cleanliness how is the time how is the scheduling it's it's the standard and customer surveys and reviews well just this week i'm going to read this email i received a solicitation Hello, do you want to push down some negative reviews on Google, Yelp, Facebook, and other sites, or do you want more reviews for your business? If yes, we can bring amazing five-star reviews to your business in any platform you want. We're a group of freelancers providing five-star reviews to boost reputation in the market and push down negative reviews with quality reviews. If you're interested, please let me know how many reviews you want and where you want them published, and I'll I'll provide you a customized package to get it done. What the heck? I didn't even know people thought like that. Hmm. That's why we use the Guild Quality. There's no way a fake review can get on there. And there's no way you can pay to have a negative review removed. It's, it's consistent quality feedback. And we can't touch it. So all of our, and, and they're all still five star. It's the gold standard. Of referral services, and it's an integral part of Rosie on the House. I got an email this week. Uh, we were talking a couple weeks ago with Dr. David Dean uh, about the White House and what the 4th of July isn't, what the 4th of July is. Um, so Bill writes uh, from Marana, and he says, uh, listen, in uh, our season of staying at home here, uh, I've got a couple books I want to recommend to you. The Hidden White House by Robert Clara. It recounts from the beginning how the White House was built, burned, and rebuilt over the decades. It's rebuilding in the 1950s when it was about ready to fall apart. It was completely rebuilt in the 50s. It's told in detail along with some interesting photos of stuff. So I'm going to have to get a copy of that book. Uh, And the second he recommended was Washington Burning by Les Standiford which tells how our capital site was selected, the streets were laid out, and the location of how many of its buildings were planned. So well, I appreciate emails like this. Uh, I, and I, I love reading. Uh, I'm, I've, I've caught up on a little reading, spending a little bit more time at home. I, I found a cousin I never even knew I had, a race jockey, who's actually in the Jockey Hall of Fame, Randy Romero. I, I never even heard of him. I have. Oh, man, he is world famous. Well, in Louisiana, for sure. Two Romeros mm-hmm. in the late 1600s left Malaga, Spain. Two brothers. Well, 
I'm a descendant of one of those brothers, and Randy's a descendant of the other brother. I'll be. So we're like fifth or sixth cousins. I don't know what that means, <laughs> but I never even knew we were related. I never knew him growing up, and we're about the same age, and he recently just passed away. And I was living in my hometown of Lafayette at the time, and Randy's name was all over the news. 4,800 wins. Isn't that something? Lifetime earnings of over seventy-five million. I wish I'd have known that cousin. <laughs> the late of the game. <laughs> I, I never even knew him. <laughs> you would have placed some bets, huh? <laughs> but, but I but I read his biography, "Remarkable Ride," uh, and it it, it 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 was more about horse racing than it was about Randy. But it was an interesting story. A very very interesting life he led. You've become obsessed since since we're taking turns talking about um, contacts with listeners. I did get a call earlier today, just a gentleman encouraging. He, he, his background is he, he's an elderly, elderly gentleman who's retired, and he goes around with the volunteers of Scottsdale yeah. and helps with elderly people who get, you know how you get code violations for like your weeds or whatever? Yeah, sure, sure. Or your paint's peeling, so whatever. So he, he goes around and helps elderly people who can't repair those themselves. But with COVID, uh, they've tried to shut down the volunteers. So, you know, they've shut down their program. So, um you know, he was just encouraging, if you have a neighbor, you know, just take care of your neighbors. Check in on them. See what you can do to help. Uh, great. Especially with the elderly. I'm really concerned about those who are alone for, so, this is five months now. You know, so take care of your people. Very good. Very good neighborly encouragement. Dave is a subscriber to our email newsletter and saw our article this week was on modular uh, manufactured home in our 10 o'clock hour. And he wrote in and said, uh, had a central uh, modular home in Central Florida, double wide, lived there 16 years and survived the double whammy of the 04 <laughs> hurricane season. So what I found that really helped me through it was the book, The Modular Home by Andrew Gianino, G-I-A-N-I-N-O. And it was a superior guide to help uh, live in and use the home. So we're going to have to get a a cover of that. I looked him up a little bit, and he is a manufacturer home builder in the Northeast. So I don't know how much, I can't imagine that would change too much from East Coast to West Coast and that type of, of housing platform. We'll have to get a copy of that. So I appreciate I'm, the tip. I'm a little embarrassed how naive I am about manufactured homes. I just, like I, I, I worked in that factory just for a real short little time until uh, Chrome Dome called and said, hey, we, we got a spot for you on the frame and crew, come on over. And then I was working with the Hicks family in Welch. But uh, very, very little experience. And until recently, they were built so different that you almost had to be a specialty guy to know how to work on them. But they've gotten to the point now, they're almost using all the same components we use on site-built homes. So it's, it's coming around. On social media this week, yesterday, our article that went out on KTAR, and then they posted it on uh, Twitter, got as much response as we've gotten on, on any single one article, and it's on the Palo Verde Ugly. Bark Beetles Ugly. That, uh, Ugly. that come out. We spent a little bit of time last week talking trees with uh, John Eisenhower of Save-A-Tree about, you know, this is the time of year they come out uh, and, and what to do with them, and uh, luckily, they're not. They don't have stingers, but they do have pretty, pretty good pinchers up front. Uh, 
He said something like they won't snap the pencil. Yeah, they're strong enough to, to break a small pencil. So if you look on our blog, um, I'll throw it up on Facebook too. He he sent me a little picture of how you hold them. He said, if you're adventuresome, I don't know who wants to pick one up. <laughs> Apparently John likes they're picking ugly. them up. But you pick them up behind their front legs so that the pinchers are kind of like a crawfish. You know, you just hold it away from you. <laughs> but they don't they don't come I'm after not you. Eat, I'm not eating a bark beetle. Do you know that I'll they, eat a crawfish. Do you know when they, um, so the life cycle they lay their eggs in the holes, right? If they, and if it's the closer it is to your tree trunk, the more damage they can do. Because what they do is the larva feeds on the roots, and they live down there like three years. And then when they reach adulthood, they come out, and they try to fly, and they're really bad at it. They mostly crawl, but they if you ever see one fly at you, they you they'll fly in your hair or whatever. They're not trying to get you; they're just clumsy. And um, but they're they're like the B fifty twos. Of right. insects. And do you know what? They do not eat. Once they're adults, they don't eat. Hmm. They just come out, and then they mate, and they die. So the, so that's that's the exciting life of a Palo Verde beetle. And what did, what did Steve Price say when he was in studio last about week? About prehistoric. About or seeing, alien or something. Seeing, uh, there was a Palo Verde that had been f- f- rolled over, and the root ball was exposed, and all the larva of the beetle was hanging on the... What you, it was the ugliest... The ugliest alien he'd ever seen or something. What was his comment? Yeah, ugliest alien thing he's ever seen. That's exactly it. And people ask, you know, can you treat them? And uh, the best thing you can do for the for your polyverde trees, and they will infest other trees as well, ironwood, some other, a couple others, broad, any broadleaf trees, but um, it's just keep your tree healthy because when a tree is unhealthy, it's, it's more susceptible to damage. Um, if you have a healthy tree, you might have them and might not even know it. So um, if you have bad infestation, though, they will... Uh, you can give Eisenhower save a tree a call, and they'll they will treat it and see what they can do. So, Romy, that that article hit big on the social network. The, the reactions yes. to it were pretty funny. That's hilarious. Um, and then it's posted on KTAR's site as well. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, why is this a news story? And like, well, you know, it's, <laughs> it's content because we're on the weekend programming with Dave. <laughs> it's the reaction to the new folks people, that move into town. People are seeing it. Yeah, yeah, the first time they see it. Oh, man. A flying roach. (laughs) Sherry wrote in with an interesting problem. She had previewed a home in April, and now living in it uh, as of May 2nd, she did not realize how loud the house was, You know, particularly the air conditioners running all the time, and cannot stand uh, the, the intense sound. And she was looking for an acoustical engineer and i'm looking for one for her she and i actually exchanged emails a couple times i gave her kind of a a a long list of things she could consider it's the neighbor's air conditioning unit that's bothering her so there's there's ways you can strategically plant some vegetation dense vegetation on your side of the property line there's the magnetite windows uh, that you can install uh, we've we've got those in some of our recording studios. They work very well to kill the acoustic, and she could and they're affordable. Up. Yeah, and they're very affordable. Uh, so that's a very easy way to go. But the one thing she's not going to be able to solve, she's under the flight pattern of Sky the, Harbor. No, no, the uh, uh, Falcon. No. Luke Air Force. Thank you. Gosh, <laughs> man. So she's under the flight pattern of the fighter jets. And I said, honey, there is nothing you can do to your house to silence 
a fighter jet. <clears throat> They're fun to watch, though. Yes, they, don't, they are. They don't fly on Sundays. That's a, you know yeah. they they give you Sunday off, but um, they're pretty active on Mondays. And from our house, that we're near the auxiliary field, so they they do touch and goes. They don't ever hit the ground, but you know they come about a hundred feet up off, and then they go back up. And generally, it's just real slow, gradual, and you get a look. But man, man, every now and then. You got a hot shot. <laughs> I mean, you just shoot straight up in the sky like a rocket. That's pretty cool. Yes. If the world had a front porch like we did back then, we'd still have our problems, but we'd all be friends. Treating your neighbor like he's your next again. Rhonda, welcome to the program. How Hi, may we help you. you? Okay, so my back sliding door, when you, the wall, I guess the frame goes into the wall, obviously, and it is an older block home. Down on the bottom, on the outside, there is a vertical crack about 14 inches coming up the block. On that same wall, about Four foot away at the bottom, between the foundation and the first block, is a little hole where it looks like the block is crumbling. And at the very far end of the wall, the, the wall is a total of about eight feet, you go around the corner and there's another crack going up the wall. I don't know who to call. Masonry, foundation, it's, the cracks don't go into the foundation, but what do I know? Okay. So, Rhonda, how old is the house? It was built somewhere between 78 and 80. Okay. And would your phone be capable of taking a picture and shooting it to me? I have pictures on my phone, yes, right now. And let me ask you this. The cracks you're talking about in the masonry, are they the width of a pencil lead or the width of a pencil? Um, I would say you could, as part of it, you could stick a diamond and another part you could stick a quarter in. Okay. Okay. And how long have you lived in the home? I've lived in the home for 20 years. Okay. Uh, in a few days. And th- and this is this is a new development or have you watched it over the last several years? No, I just noticed it probably a week ago and I'm like, "Okay, I have to figure out who to call." Okay. Uh well, Rhonda, if you can uh, email me those photographs uh, to info at rosieonthehouse.com. Now, in the subject line, put Rosie, attention, this is Rhonda. Then my folks, when they see, we, we're literally flooded with hundreds of emails a week. But when they see that in the subject line, they'll shoot that straight to my desk. Let me take a look at those pictures. I'll give you a call. Please, please include your contact information. I'll give you a call. And we'll talk our way through it. I may be able to troubleshoot it just by looking at the pictures. And I promise you this. If I can't, I'll make an appointment with you. I'll come out and take a look at it and tell you if there's anything to worry about or if there's anything to do. We'll, we'll guide you accordingly. So I'll be watching for the email and the pictures. Uh, I have to say... Uh, Texting pictures probably saves me something in the neighborhood 
of 8,000 miles a year driving. <laughs> I, I could believe that. And if, and if it's something that is uh, not necessarily structural, you know, we'll probably send you to Marvell, get some masonry patch stuff. And, and But if it is structural, it doesn't sound like it's uh, anything. It, it sounds like it's very isolated to that part of the home. And, you know, we'll send one of the two foundation specialists we have. We've got Arizona Foundation Solutions and Arizona Ramjack, and they both travel statewide and have multiple state offices. But they're, they're, they're the foundation guys that we go to when something is beyond just a, you know, a, a time stress crack. If it's The width of a dime, the width of a quarter doesn't scare me. The fact that it's new and she's been there 20 years doesn't scare me, but it alerts me. Something. And she said it's on the back, so it's probably something to do, I bet, with the drainage and roof runoff and soil heaving, sure settling did. over the course of, what'd she say, 70, so gonna, 40 yep, years? Yeah, going to sure have to take a look at it. So, Rhonda, in the subject line, attention, Rosie, this is Rhonda. And then I'll put my staff on, on cue. When they see that come in, they shoot it straight to my desk. One triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight, Rosie for you. If you'd like to join the conversation when the auto attendant answers, just hit number one, and that'll bypass the uh, the message there, and it'll put you right into the studio. We'll get a little information and put you right in touch with uh, with the broadcast. Text questions can also be sent to four one one nine two three, and that's during the broadcast only. And then you can email info at rosieonthehouse dot com. Our top article this week, we covered a little bit in our outdoor living hour at 8 o'clock, is what's the best way to put down sod and do I fertilize it? So we've got that article on our website, and we'll actually have the audio from Jay Harper this morning that we'll be able to add to that page now. And then our top-selling item this week at the e-store was the Work Sharp Power Sharpener, which is so funny because I told Jen, you know, it's— by the time it's tax and and shipping, it's like 170 bucks. I'm like, no one's gonna buy that. Get the manual one. We'll sell those. And the complete opposite has happened. <laughs> the, it's the, a pretty we, handy we, sharpener. Oh, I love it. We've yeah. got we've got the standard still one and the power one. We can't keep in stock fast enough. <laughs> the farthest we shipped this week, we sent two Earth Talon shovels to Omaha, Nebraska, and our featured product that uh, has our our. 15% discount all month long is the American flag by Valley Forge Flag. Toe tapping your way through your Saturday morning here at Rosie on the House. I'm waiting. <laughs> Clear my throat. <laughs> Saw an interesting thing on FamilyHandyMan.com. They have uh, uh, a way to clean your screens I'd never seen before. They were using a lint roller like you would clean your suits or your shirts okay. or your clothes with. And they were just rolling them across the the screens. I thought, oh, I to thought remove the dust? Dust and you know and anything that's blown on it. I thought that probably not the, the most... The, the deepest clean you could get on your screens, but if you're just trying to do something quick and easy, that uh, might be 
you know, especially right now, we're going to have how many, hopefully, storms <laughs> bringing in the rain. So in between there, just a little quick one over to keep them, keep them. Boy, I'll tell you that, remember the, that the best trick I have found over the years on sunscreens is that Aerospace 303 protectant. Uh, I was originally turned on to the product uh, by the place that we bought our boat from, and he said, this is what you need to put on all your upholstery cover. And so I always kept a lot of it uh, on hand. And one day I just went out to these large screens that we have in the backyard, and I sprayed it on a little area. And, uh, I mean, it made 10-year-old sunscreens look brand new. Uh, so we went after it. We just sprayed all the screens and I mean, they do. They literally look brand new. And those screens are, are almost 15 years old. And what is it? It's called uh, 303 Aerospace Protectant. Okay. <laughs> and I, I picked mine up at a place called Truck Access Plus at 25th Street in McDowell. That's where my Truxedo bed cover comes from. And that's what they tell me to put on that, the same product. So I've got it for that. I pick it up at... Uh, truck access and uh, i'll tell you it, one bottle lasts a long long time so there's 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 a couple tips on taking care of your sunscreens hopefully they are going to be getting dirty in the monsoon dust storms coming up hopefully they get clean by the monsoon rains <laughs> let's see if we can go to the phones we've got scott calling from southern arizona good morning scott good morning um I had a microburst come through my neighborhood about a week ago, and it knocked a portion of my fence down, and I was wondering if maybe you could recommend uh, somebody to uh, re-fence the thing and put it up. Uh, I know I looked in the phone book. There's about 20 or 25 listings of fence people in there, and I thought, well, before I do that, I might as well check with Rosie on the house, and they can probably recommend or give me an idea, put, point me in the right direction on who to get to well, come out and assess it and give me an estimate on it. And maybe you can give me an estimate on, uh, I don't know what they charge for, per foot now and the going rate for to redo a fence, but it's, it's probably a lot more than when I had it done 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably you're, you're going to be sorry to hear that lumber right now is setting all-time records uh, price per board foot uh so now's an expensive time to do it but it's down you got to do it uh scott what part of southern arizona are you in or can you give me a i am in the uh i'm actually technically i'm not in tucson proper but i'm in the uh, county just north of uh i'm north of river road i'm actually okay. on orange grove road yeah, yeah okay uh, and almost the freeway in tucson okay well, I can tell you this, Scott. Uh, I don't have a certified Rosie on the House fence installer, nor do I have a certified handyman in Tucson. We'd like to fill both those categories. But I will tell you this. If it were me, there's a company that operates statewide called American Fence. And I have used them off and on in Flagstaff, Wiki up Arizona, Eager in Springerville, Arizona, Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, and I have found them to be very fair, and they always do a great job. So 
not having a Rosie certified contractor to refer to you, I can tell you from personal experience, if I were you, I would make sure to get a quote from American Fence and see what you thought of whoever came out and visited with you about that. I just bought a bunch of stuff for our pins that uh, we added on for our corrals from them. Got it loaded up on a flatbed and got it home and they uh, <clears throat> they always have everything in stock. Yeah, they've got a they've got a you know a distribution yard up in in Yavapai County and one over in Heber Pine Top and uh, I. I no matter which store I bought from, I always found the people I dealt with there to be very fair and straightforward and give me the information and the product I needed. So there you go. We appreciate the call. If you are a fencing contractor, a masonry contractor in Tucson and interested in uh, or a joining the network, let us know. We'd love to uh, We'd love to find somebody quality-minded that uh, loves Arizona and loves helping Arizona homeowners enjoy their home. We're we're looking for you. We another interesting thing on manufactured home that came up. Uh, it, it, <laughs> and I wasn't even looking for this. It was just one of the trade magazines, and it happened to come out the same time we're doing our manufactured home um, content, which was in last hour in our nine o'clock hour. And this talks about Pulte and how they just built their own mm-hmm. manufacturing That's plant right. yeah. in Jacksonville, Florida to, to bring some of their home building insight. And I mean, it, like you said, with, with the, the gap in trade labor, something was bound to happen. And I mean, you see the pictures of this and I mean, these are huge conveyor belts. These walls are coming out on and you know, these, these are machines screwing these, these walls yeah. together. So a year ago, I saw a drywall hanging robot being demoed in Japan. Hmm. He could lift a 12-foot sheet of 5 eighths sheetrock onto an 8-foot ceiling, hold it with one hand, and screw it in place with the other. That's scary. (laughs) (laughs) That's scary. But those are the kind of efficiencies... They're going to need to be necessary to uh, keep housing affordable. And I don't want to deter anyone from pursuing the trades because the trades, as labor becomes more and more scarce. You'll always need somebody. And more and more valuable is going to be an excellent way. If you like working with your hands, if you like meeting great people, if you like being outside as opposed to strapped to a computer screen and a desk, the trades will be a great, great place. It's, it's really becoming more of a building science. That's, you know, that's our Register of Contractor Director, Mr. Fleetham. That's really his, his song is, look, this is building science. These are, this is getting more and more complicated. We're doing better and better in everything that we're putting up. And uh, it, it, it's a great career. I, I don't know what else I could have done where I've met as many professional athletes, Fortune 100 CEOs, celebrities. Valet Parker. Um, <laughs> yeah, I could have been a Valet <laughs> Parker, maybe so. Maybe that's one, that's one trade. But, but, I mean, I got to know these people on a personal level, you know. And uh, 
I count many of them to be some of my very dearest friends to this day. So. You know, since we're talking about this subject, we have six Arizonans that were awarded the Micro Works Foundation's Work Ethics Scholarship for 2020. And if anyone knows any of these people, I, it would be great to have them on the air to talk about what their future plans are getting into the trades. I'm all over that. Yeah. Let's, let's us, track them down. Send us those names. We'll get our... It's been very tough to get to Microworks to get the information, but I know of six people, a couple in Mesa and uh, other places around the state. We'd love to talk to you because I'd like to know what your um, what your future plans are. Awesome. I'd like to hire you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, would, so would a lot of our Rosie, uh, partners. Rosie Wright Remodeling is now hiring. <laughs> Uh, and we're we're and we're remodeling. Uh, I think we have openings in our schedule starting about middle of August. So if you've got a remodeling project you want to tackle now, would be the time to reach out to us because it takes about that much time to get the plans Permits, drawn, pull plans. the permit, make all your selections, pick all your countertops and cabinets and stuff. I'm as, I'm especially excited because right now we're just now starting two jobs for two families. For one family, it's the fourth job we've done for them. And for the other family, it's the fifth job we've done for them. That makes me feel warm and fuzzy. <laughs> I, we make friends. We don't just have customers. We make friends. Remodeling Magazine released a study of 2,000 homeowners that found the average person would need $680.10. This is very precise here. To yeah. complete their top three in-home repairs. And said nearly 60% of those that responded um, had done repairs themselves since the the lockdown and you know we see that across the board with all of our partners just the amount of stuff getting done on homes right now there's a regional hardware retail store in the northeast that's family owned but apparently they have about 27 stores all through the northeast their sales in the last six months are up 70 percent 70%. Oh, and the Kitchen and Bath, National Kitchen and Bath Association, released a report valuing the kitchen and bath industry yeah. at $130 billion. 130, baby. 130. 130 billion. Mm. And they say that the kitchen remodel is the one place you can invest your money where you're going to get one of the biggest returns on investment. But regardless of that, it's going to be the place you're going to enjoy the most. It's where you spend the great majority of all your time. We take down load-bearing walls of these, you know, 60s and 70s Arizona ranch-style homes, take down the wall, open the kitchen up to the family in the living room, and blow out the cabinets, make it twice the size it is. And that it's a, it's a whole new house. We're doing it. Virtually every day. It's one of the most popular remodels we're doing. We're just about done with our well issue. When that's done, uh, I've got my window package waiting to order. And I, I'm really thinking it, it's expensive. I won't. Um, it, it's about 4 or $5 a square foot um, as opposed to 70 cents or a dollar a square foot for, for traditional paint. But I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to do the cork coating. It's it's sprayed on. Just it looks like a drywall hopper, and it's cork. Like, yeah. And we asked Andrew, you know, how how much 
cork supply can there be? And he's like, you know, we've got a ton because all the wine manufacturers are going over to synthetics and getting away from cork. So there's actually an excess of cork available uh, for for a long time. And it's a renewable product. You look, take the bark off the off tree, a cork tree and it just grows back. And it never gets over 86 degrees and it doesn't freeze. So it's like an outsolation to the home. And uh, we, we've got a couple big walls at east, west, and south. And uh, I, I'm, I'm okay. I, 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 the disappointing part about it is I wanted to do it and see what kind of energy savings I'd have. But it doesn't make sense to not do the windows first yes. and get all the trim done and then put this on top. And I don't want to wait a whole year to see, okay, this is what the windows yeah, no, did. No, no, no. Now get I decor can done. see what this did. So get it, it done. There'll be two two done at once. But I'm 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 seriously considering that that thermal cork. It I, I think in a twenty year time frame, that's going to be uh the dominant exterior coating. If they can if they can grow enough cork trees. If they and now get it in any color you want, right? Oh yeah. No, yeah, you mix the paint color on site. So it you know, you pick you pick your color you mix it on site and you spray it on. We're very very intri- very very intriguing. That's for sure. Kent's on the line and he's got himself a brand new home. Where'd you buy, Kent? Hey there. I'm up in the Northwest Valley in Peoria. Okay. Very good. And it's not, it's not, it's super new. It's not brand new. It's only a couple of years old. Okay. And I was leaving the, the house to go to work and my garage door wouldn't open. So I thought, well, batteries, no, I checked the opener itself. It wouldn't open. So I've come to discover there's no power in the garage now. And I checked the breakers, the breakers, nothing was popped. And then I checked the GFCIs and one of the GFCIs is blinking red. Okay. Have, have you tried pushing the reset button? And it wouldn't reset. It's okay. Solid. I pushed the thing through the wall trying to get it to reset. <laughs> <laughs> and just just to make sure, a lot of times a breaker will trip and you can't necessarily tell. you got to push it all the way off and then push it all the way back on. Did you try that? I did. I did. I tried a couple of others in the garage, too, to maybe if I could reset those, I'd reset that one. But that wasn't the case. So something somewhere is, uh, you know, it, we're, we're just going to have to get a yeah, voltage if, meter and, and start troubleshooting backwards. So it's something in the line. It's not, there's nothing plugged into that one at all. It, it, it could be a bad GFCI. It, it very well could be. And that's probably where I'd start. Are you comfortable changing that yourself? Yeah, that's not a problem. I can do that. I'm not sure if it's a 20 amp or a 30 amp. There's one about a foot away from it marked as a 20 amp. Yeah, um, I, I would. That would be my suspicion. Uh, but you know, I, I, I take a voltage meter and I touch in there and see if there's electricity. Then, then I take the lighted pencil currency tester and I put that up and I see if it lights. I mean, I, I check even. What's the problem is you've got to find the breaker that's the bringing the juice to that GFI because you don't want because the GFI is not letting juice go through it, but it's not stopping it from getting to there. So there's hot juice 
in that box. And you've got to make sure you kill that supply before you get in there and dinking around. You make sure it's dead and then make double sure it's dead and then make triple sure it's dead and then just take the GFI out, take it to an electrical supply specialty shop and have them just match whatever it is you've got. Uh, I, I was at a home not too long ago for someone we were visiting with about remodeling their home and they had a GFI that wasn't working. He actually took a nail punch and a hammer and he said, look, you can't reset. I said, don't do that. <laughs> no, don't do that. It's amazing okay, how I, we survive, isn't I it? Believe you, I believe you. I believe you. Your GFI doesn't work. But don't use a nail punch and a hammer to try and reset the button. So, Kent, you really just know that there's hot juice going to that box. And don't get in there till you're triple confident that it's dead. I use amp testers. I use plug-in circuit testers. I use, I'm a chicken. That's because you've learned the hard way. You, well, used, to, you used to use your body. I, I huh, And <laughs> screwdrivers. Maybe I got more arc spark screwdrivers than you can count. All right. What are the takeaways from today's show? <laughs> Don't let Rosie do your electrical repair work. <laughs> Eight o'clock hour takeaways from John J. Harper. Yeah, kind of a theme he's been on for a, a couple years is why why even mess with the summer lawn? Um, you know, unless it's in your front yard and at HOA, um, you know, are, are you spending any time on that lawn at all right now? Do you know how water utility companies bill you for your water? No, they measure the month you use the most water which for most of us is going to be June or July, watering sure. our lawn. And then you're charged a surcharge on the most consumption ever all year long. So if you did go to a winter lawn and you weren't watering a Bermuda lawn all summer long, you'd pay lower water bills all year long. I didn't know that. Interesting. I was kind of surprised to find out myself. Hmm. So there you go. There's, there's the takeaway right there. And then our, our 9 o'clock on the house hour, we were talking about manufactured homes and just what, uh, what, what a difference that industry has gone through oh. and will continue to go through an update. It's going it, to change the way a lot of building is done. This isn't your granddaddy's trailer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, manufactured home can be a viable solution to your second home, to your hideaway getaway, uh, or to that in-the-country crash crib. Or like the gentleman called us at the end, it sounded like a granny pod in the back. Yeah. Putting a second home on for for somebody. There you go. Folks, this has been your COVID-free three-hour Rosie on the House broadcast, and we're going to do it again next Saturday. Don't get worn down. Shine bright. Take care. <laughs>